Here's the deal. Do you expect me to do something else? No, we're just starting the lesson. Hey, here's, here's the thing. I need to use an example of something. I don't want to use an example of children's folklore because that's our activity today. Right? Hopefully you brought something. If you didn't, it's fine. You can just use your memory. Although we'll cry a little bit uh, when we don't get a play mash or something. So hurry and make one. Uh, yeah, Seneca's actually on a field trip. So, I know, but she left her thing that you guys were telling me about yesterday. Oh, you've got one too. Awesome. Okay, so this is the perfect example, and this is the perfect time to talk about the shift. Sorry, so loud. Uh, to talk about the shift from, not the shift, to talk about the four basic questions that a folklorist asks. And it's going to be perfect. We need this before we start talking about um, folk narrative tomorrow. Narrative is, just means a story. Tomorrow you're going to watch a Disney cartoon, actually a series of Disney cartoons, um, which reminds me, I will probably be late. I have a meeting in the building at 1.15. I don't know if I'll be done on time. I hope I am. But if I'm not, you'll just start the video. So it's not going to be that hard. And if you don't figure out the video, I'll be here soon after. Um, they asked how you guys behaved. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is the best class. Like one of the best classes I've ever had. Like I could probably be gone and they'd still just be sitting there doing their thing. So don't be late because I'll probably be on time. But... We'll just set that up. Papers will be where they belong. Hey, so the four basic things. I'm going to use, the reason I ask if you're juniors or seniors is because I'm going to use the graduation ceremony as an example. Because it's a great example of a folkloristic practice. Even though it's perpetuated by the elite culture, most of what we do is very folk-based. Uh, let me give you a background, first of all, to graduation. Back in the day, But do it, yeah. Back in the day, uh, back in the Middle Ages, uh, professors wore, and a professor could be anybody with a degree, wore the robes and the mortar board as a sign of their office, their position, and their knowledge. So that was the day-to-day -day dress for a teacher. Crazy, right? So, yeah, the robes. Like this is like Harry Potter, and I'm super disappointed. I really think we should go to robes. That'd be so cool. Wouldn't that be awesome? We could get, like, some purple and black robes, and I'll wander around. Everyone, all the other schools would be like, that's so dumb till they saw us. Then they'd be jealous and get their own robes. But that's what they wore. And so when you graduated, you got that. you got that thing. That's why the graduation ceremony is so big and fancy and whatever. At the higher levels, there's more to it. So when I got my master's degree, my, uh, my major professor that I told you about, Dr. Thomas, she got to come over and hood me. There's, there's a hood that you wear, and I thought I had it here, and I don't, um, that has special colors for the department you graduated from, not from the university. And then you get a special extra long sleeve so at graduate, I'll try to remember to bring this so you can see it. At graduation, watch for the people with extra long sleeves. 
because they are the ones with master's degrees. I hide candy in mine sometimes. Can you fix that, Enzo? Fix that. I did not mean it. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to look today then at these four, these four elements. So number one is content. Content looks at what is in the actual ceremony or in the actual story or in the actual song. So what's the content of graduation? Do, have you been, to, you've been to a graduation, haven't you? Some of you haven't? Oh, you're so lucky. <laughs> Graduations are boring. I'm sorry. There's only three graduation speeches that you can give at a graduation. One is, didn't we have a great experience? Two is, go out and seize your life with all you have. Three is inappropriate, like, and that's when you just complain about something that isn't that big a deal. I've only seen that once. It was super tacky. Don't don't do that if you're the person. It's not funny. No, it really isn't. I'll tell you this too: that any prank that makes graduation longer should be punishable by imprisonment or maybe just death. I just graduation is long enough. Do you not? There's one year they like released mice, and so we you had to stop graduation so that we could sit there even longer. If any of your friends suggest anything like that, just immediately shoot them down like as harshly as you possibly can. Graduation is long enough. What if like somebody were to show up at the middle of a graduation and just sit in the back? That would be weird. That's what we're thinking about doing, like in the middle of a speech, pull out like I don't, a mass of paper. Would it make it longer? I don't know. As long as it doesn't make it longer. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I think they might stop talking while they looked at your weirdness, and that would make it longer. Huh. Imagine they don't have to talk really, really fast, and they wait till their life, everybody just has like really loud speech. Yeah, I, do. So, any prank that damages the building or potentially hurts people. So, like, dude one year rode his motorcycle through the school, triggered an asthma attack, serious, like, life-threatening asthma attack in one of our special ed kids. Not cool. Not cool at all. He felt cool. He was not cool. That's not cool. Good graduation pranks. Let's see. I probably shouldn't suggest any to you. Uh, other bad pranks. Um, um like releasing animals into the building, because all you do is punish a custodian. They did that one, what the year I taught at Bear River High, they released an animal into the vent. And so this poor custodian, an elderly guy with some special needs is crawling through the vent. I'm like, you suck, person who did this. The one I thought was awesome, they released, uh, what was it, 2012 or something? They released 2012 bouncy balls, except then um, it turned out to not be a great prank because people threw them up into the ceiling and broke the ceiling tiles and triggered the fire alarm like over and over. So I thought that was good until we saw the results of it. And they got in a lot of trouble for that one. I think that's, that's awesome. Yeah, that hurts nobody and that's fun and that's, 
I, but then I have to admit, I don't understand the camping out thing because I always never want to be at school. Yeah. What? Yeah. I don't know. They used to give a gift and try to improve the school. Now they play pranks. It says something about the changes in society. Okay, so anyway, so graduation then. We, what's the, the content? The content is you start, everybody comes in. To what song? You don't know the name of it, but how's it go? It's called Pomp and Circumstance. So you go in to Pomp and Circumstance. Sometimes they play other songs before or after or whatever. So we go, you go in, everyone comes in together, sits down at the bottom of the uh, arena, the D event center at Weber State where they do their basketball game. You all sit there. Teachers all sit at the sides. It looks really cool to have everyone in their like graduation stuff and then the teachers in their black ones off to the sides. It looks awesome. And then um, they have a series of speeches. So they start with uh, usually the principal says something and then the salutatorian says something and the valedictorian says something. Notice it's valedictorian, not valedictorian. It's true. One is right and one is wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, so they give, each one of them gives a little speech. Like I said, there's really only two speeches that they can give. And then the school board member gets up and they tend to give a speech because people haven't heard enough speeches. Uh, Mrs. Kent does not give much of a speech because Mrs. Kent is awesome. <laughs> uh, the school board member though, that's their one chance to talk to students. So theirs is usually really long. Um, really all they have to do is say, on because the, the principal says, these students have fulfilled the requirements given by the school board, and so I present them to you for graduation. School board member says, on behalf of the school board, I accept the graduating class and will now present them. Then everybody comes up one at a time. You give a little card to somebody. They read your name. People cheer. They tell them not to cheer. You're on camera for a second. Your parents take a picture of you. And then you go back, you sit down, and that's the thing. You know why? We used to do it on the football field. We did. We do it. We do it at the D event center because air conditioning. Well, weather. The weather's predictable. Yeah, when the weather was bad because of Utah, <laughs> right? Weather can be bad even at the end of May or beginning of June, and so they had too many times they had to come into the gym. And if they came into the gym, they can only seat two graduate, two people for each graduate. There's not enough space. That's why they started doing it at Utah State. Utah State were jerks about it. They moved down to Weaver State, which is better because they're nicer. And it's purple and white. So yeah, it's so much better. So much better.
Um, plus, there's more places to go out to eat in Ogden. But they just closed Jake over the top, too. I know. I can't believe they closed Jake's over the top. Let's just cry for a second. Half of them don't even know. They don't know why this is sad. Okay, so that is then the content. That's what, oh, wait, the end. What happens at the end? Yeah. Two things. First, they tell you when you graduate, you move the tassel from the right side to the left side. On the left side, it's over your heart. That's why when you're there and you're like, which side does it go on? It starts not on your heart, so you can move it over your heart and be like, oh, my alma mater. And then you throw your hats in the air, and then you try to find it again, and you can't. And then everybody leaves, and you go to the all-night party. Okay, that's the content. Let's do context then. So can anyone define context for me as a general rule? Not quite. Good attempt, though, Easton. Yes. Yes. Under what circumstances do you have it? The, the stuff that goes on around it. So for the context for graduation includes things like who attends. Who usually goes to graduations? Seniors, their families, right? It tends to be a family event. Good. Friends, people, sometimes mentors and stuff will, will go and, and, and do their stuff. So that's some of the context. Where we have it, so talking with Erica about how they did it on the football field out back east, we used to do it and we don't anymore. That's some of the context. Where we have this is a thing. Uh, so that's context. Context is not that complicated. People try to overcomplicate it. Not overcomplicate it by including too many things. I, think about it, like, who goes there? That we have an all-night party? You know why we have an all-night party, right? Because some people started to build a tradition of drinking after the, the thing. So it's to give you some of our fun and sober to... Yeah. To be that's why it, that's why it started of course in Utah that's not as big an issue as it is some other states but still we we had problems and and that's the way it was we used to do it here which was fun Bert and I used to tell fortunes together uh, now they do it there and the PTA covers it oh they were mean yeah. when I graduated they were super mean and the most likely to be yeah, there were some horrible ones. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so th there's context. So you see what's happening around it, yeah. Don't they have old yearbooks in the library? Uh-huh. So if you wanted to go back and look at, like, yearly pictures from when you were in high school or any of the other pictures that you had, you could find them? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll show you mine if you want. Okay. And, and mine will have Cephalo when he was, like, a freshman or something, my senior yearbook. Maybe Bert when he was a freshman. Anyhow, form is next. What do you think form is? 
No theories. Okay. Form is like what you do. So it, it's, it's very much like the content, but it's not exactly the same as the content. So think about it, think about it, well, I don't know, maybe it'll be easier to just give an example. Uh, when we have the salutatorian speak and we have the valedictorian speak and the order we do that in and who is the salutatorian, who is the valedictorian, they used to just, every one of the 4-0 was valedictorian. The National Honor Society advisor read all of their names. That was me. I did it. It was really long. And different people, we felt, deserved different honors. And so they, they switched it up. You might agree, you might disagree, but that's the, there's some of the forms behind it. So it's, it's not just what you do. It also considers the variation from place to place. So what color is your robe? Your robe is purple. You know what color they used to be? Yeah, boys were purple, girls were white. What color will the teachers be wearing? Black. Black. Like the darkness we come from. Yeah, so th that's part of the form. What happens? Who speaks? All of that kind of nitty-gritty stuff. At what point do you throw your cap in the air? All that kind of groovy stuff. And the last one, I think you know function already. What's the function of graduation? To say goodbye, we're going to do this in detail when we learn about rituals and rites of passage. When you go in, you are a student. When you go out, you're an alumni. Alumnus is the singular. So, hmm? Oh, absolutely. So to acknowledge the achievement of graduating, You've made it to differentiate between those who graduate and those who do not. That's a thing. Okay, makes sense? So here's what I'm going to have you do. Get together with some friends. If you're like, I'm not in the mood to talk to anyone, just stand up by your seat, kind of look around and be like, then sit down and do it by yourself. That's, I'm not going to police you. It's fine. Uh, just acknowledge that, that I did. I would prefer if you did it together. Um, find one of your examples of children's folklore and play with it for a few minutes. Okay? Tell your fortunes. Do your mash. Do your thing and go through. And then, and I would like it if you did this together, but you don't have to. Go through and come up with the content. Now, the reason I ask the question, sorry, it says the, uh, for five, the example I chose was, put the example, I don't know why I gave you that much space. And then six, describe it briefly, is because I might not be familiar with it. So I do know fortune tellers, but give me at least a brief whatever. Um, and then go through what's, what is the content and explain the content of this thing. What is the context and explain the context? Who would be with you when you did this? Is this a friendly thing? Is this a not friendly thing? Would you do it at recess? Was it formal? Did the teacher tell you to do this? 
et cetera, et cetera. So I'm going to have you do that. And then for the last thing with family folklore on the back, I'm going to have you do it with one of your family traditions. If you don't have any family traditions, then either use a fictional one or use your neighbors. Everyone has family traditions, by the way. But does that work? Okay. Good. Go to it. <laughs>